Greetings, people of the internet. My name is Big Mo, and it is my honor to welcome you to the hardest hitting, full of ranting, most entertaining show in the world. This is the Dave Van Aken Show! What's up, guys? Dave Van Aken here. Welcome to the Dave Van Aken Show. It is December 5th, and this is the 157, the 157th edition of the Dave Van Aken Show. Huge weekend, guys. UFC Orlando, Jorge Masvidal's Icon FC live on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, I was live at both events uh crazy just uh probably around 14 that was nine so what 23 live fights uh within 24 hours 23 hours crazy time good times um so we got a couple things off the bat and then uh, definitely got some stuff for ufc orlando but guys breaking news literally about to push the red button uh we're gonna throw it uh right away i just made some videos robbie lawler the ruthless son Future UFC Hall of Famers out of UFC 282 this weekend, Saturday. Uh, I have three replacement opponents that will uh, start the podcast. Then I'm going to talk about Kevin Holland and how his stock to me rose from his UFC Orlando. Um, you know, just unbelievable performance. I thought a great performance. Shout out to Wonderboy Thompson with the victory. Uh, also, we talk about how RDA, how he's one of the most underrated fighters on the UFC roster. And then we talk about, how about the heavyweight, uh, Drago, a.k.a. Sergey Pavlovich, uh, an absolute beast. Uh, to me, it was a championship performance. I think, uh, I tell my two cents about what I think they should do with them and where and when his next fight should be. So there we go. Pack show, Holland, Wonderboy, RDA. Uh, we throw a little Phil Rowe, uh, Orlando's own Phil Rowe. Congratulations to him. And then, of course, with the breaking news right now with Robbie Lawler out, I give you guys three opponents. But real quick, shout out to our main sponsor, the MMA Shark, my guy Paul, who was there live in Orlando, Florida. Uh, it was a roller coaster of a card for him, and he's always uh, translucent with it. But he was all over Stephen Wonderboy Thompson through five units on the main event. Uh, so with the dog value there, um, hopefully you guys made some money this past weekend. Guys, jump with them. USC 282 is packed. He already gave me his number one play in the card, and I think you guys will like it. To me, it's a pretty goddamn lock. Ben and Bananas, guys, we're going to record tomorrow. L. Wagner, L. Dawson uh, just married our good friend, UFC fighter Grant Dawson. So L. Dawson and Ryan Quinn, the quarterman with Ben and Bananas. So packed week, UFC 282. And then I'm going to be honest, guys, this is one episode with 57. Got some good content coming up. I know there's Kinnear and Strickland the week after. After that, uh, we're, I'm kind of going back and forth talking to some of the brass here at Fight Bananas. I might go on a little bit of sabbatical for the rest of the year. Um, to, hey, I need to recharge the batteries. I'm spent. I've been uh, especially traveling a lot here for, with the uh, on the MMA scene, doing a lot of commentary gigs. We had two over the last month. Um, I might just kind of, especially podcast-wise and video-wise, you know, Fight Bananas will keep rolling. You know, it's a media uh, outlet. Our Facebook and our Instagram at Fight Bananas Official will keep rolling. But for podcasting-wise and video-wise and interview-wise, that might be it for me. It might be, uh, you know, the next eight, nine days, and I'm going to call it a year, 2022, a banner year for here at Fight Bananas. So here we go. Breaking news. Robbie Lawler's out. What are they going to do? Let's go! Let's go! 
What's up, guys? Dave here with Fight Bananas and News Justin. Let me push a button. You ready? Uh, boom. There we go. So News Justin, Robbie Lawler, the ruthless one, is out of this Saturday's UFC 282. Like we needed any more negative news on this card, man. This is a uh, on the pay per view card. There's a little bit of breaker. He's fighting, you know, supposed to fight Santiago uh, Ponzinibbio. Ponzinibbio. I think I nailed it. Um, he's out. They are looking for a replacement fighter. I think they need one. We like the prelims. There's a couple prelims I actually like a lot, but they need to add some juice to this pay-per-view card. They lost their main event. You know, they lost Yuri and Glover. So I think they need some juice, um, you know, back into the card. So I got three opponents that I think uh, would add juice to the main card. I think they're all great fights against Santiago. So these are three names. Tell me what you think. First name, how about this past weekend, UFC zone, UFC Orlando zone, Phil Rowe. Phil Rowe blew up the scene from Orlando with a third-round TKO win against Nico Price. I love the momentum that Phil Rowe's on. That's three straight wins in the welterweight division. This is a big step up in competition. I know it's a short-notice fight, but to me, it's a no-lose situation. How about Phil Rowe uh, versus Santiago? Phil's got a lot of juice to him, a lot of momentum. I like that fight a lot. Hopefully, his uh, weight's around the uh, spot. Maybe they can even catch weight at the 180, 175, something of that nature. But I like Rowe versus Santiago. That's one. How about number two? Maybe the most underrated fighter on the UFC roster, future UFC Hall of Famer, won on UFC Orlando just this past weekend. Did not take any damage at all. Talking about RDA. Uh, he just logged the most minutes in UFC's history. He just, uh, you know, passed Frankie Edgar on that record. I love that fight a lot. How about RDA versus Santiago? Um, RDA is usually a... Um, not a big 170 or so I would assume his weight is close. RDA can make a statement. Two big wins, uh, Bam Bam Barbarina, and then versus Santiago. That's a big statement to end the year versus RDA. Like I said, one of the most underrated fighters on the roster. How about that? RDA on the pay-per-view. There we go. And third, last, and I like this one a lot. He just said it on Twitter underneath this, uh, you know, the post from um, Brett. How about our guy, lightweight Terrence McKinney? Uh, I know, so weight should not be a problem. Uh, he has a lot of juice. You know, him and Patty have been squatting back and forth. They'll be on the same pay-per-view card. I think that's even the feature spike, so they'll be right next to each other. Terrence McKenney brings juice wherever he goes. How about McKenney steps up? Uh, win streak, uh, weight's not an issue. Uh, young youth, pay-per-view draw. How about McKenney? Terrence McKenney, T-Rex versus Santiago Pinsambio. I like this a lot. Guys. Definitely disappointed. Anytime you can see the Robbie Lawler, we, we are not um, for sure how many fights he's got left in the tank. So anytime he's off the card, it's sad. But there's an opportunity here. All three of these to me are the same fight or even better than uh, Lawler. Phil Rowe won. Two is RDA, Rafael Dos Santos. And third is T-Rex, our guy, Terrence McKenney. There we go. News just in. We're bringing it to you hot. Fight Bananas, I'm Dave Anok, and make sure you see your sponsor right there, the MMA Shark, one of the best MMA handicappers in the industry. Go to the MMAShark.com today. All right, we're out. We'll talk to you soon. Later. What's up, guys? Dave Anokin back here with Fight Bananas. What a crazy uh, weekend we just got done with uh, myself. For Fight Bananas, we just got done with Jorge Masvidal's Icon FC. And, of course, UFC Orlando. Uh, what a card stacked from the bottom to the top.
And the top did not like uh, the top even blew my even expectations of it. Kevin Holland, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson went to absolute war, a stand up uh, clinic, four rounds, great fight. Kevin Holland got hurt. Uh, it didn't go his way. He had Wonderboy very hurt in that early in the first round, but Wonderboy won via, you know, kind of not doctor stoppage, but, you know, his, his corner stopping the fight. His hand was definitely uh, very messed up, maybe his shoulder as well. But let's talk about Kevin Holland. Um, you know, I come around on things and I saw something and I'm going to read it verbatim and then give you my opinion on it, which is I totally, uh, you know, flash alert. I disagree on this. So let me, here we go. You ready? I'm going to read it, you know, off the old cell phone. Ready? Uh, Michael Bisping, someone to count Michael Bisping, which you guys follow Fiping as. Uh, I actually like him a lot more than others. All timer, Hall of Famer, much love, much respect to him, but totally disagree on his take on Kevin Holland. Here it is. Um, they go, that was his ego getting the better of him. Talking about how you stood up and, you know, not go to the ground with Wonderboy. This is not a popularity contest in terms of, oh, everyone thinks I'm a real badass guy. No, you come in here to win a fight. This is a high stakes. Do you want to be a champion? Do you want to earn a lot of money? Do you want to be known as one of the best fighters in the world or a guy who puts on a show and possibility give away a victory? That was not high, uh, high fight uh, IQ. Not high fight IQ. There you go. I can I can read right. There you go. So Bisping is saying Kevin Holland kind of messed up a little bit that he you know was more uh, for the fans and trying to put on a great show and talking about money, right? So let me let me like I said, I totally totally disagree with this. For one, Kevin Holland. Uh, talked about a little bit of even retirement talking with Holland um, with, after the fight with Chemayev. Even going into this, I don't know if you heard if he said that Chemayev got the title shot for middleweight, he would retire. And, you know, he's, when someone talks about in the NFL, when Aaron Rodgers talks about retirement, sooner or later it's going to happen. Kevin Holland has put that out there. He's starting to get massive paychecks. He can't go backwards. He can't just be ever, ever a prelim guy and get, you know, minor checks. So he's one of those big check guys. And it's hard to get those guys excited for fights. Kevin Holland, 23-9 lifetime. He's 10-6 in the UFC. Remember, he was my fighter of 2020 uh, just a couple years back. But let's just be honest. And I am a Kevin Holland guy. Uh, I just, we let's just be honest, right? He's probably not going to become a UFC champion. That's just, it is what it is. There's only one per weight class. Sometimes those guys like an Usman and your welterweights are there for multiple years. And Leon just got the shot. Kevin Holland's a welterweight. And then also with being a welterweight, Guys ahead of him on the rankings, guys like Bilal Muhammad, uh, guys like Kobe Chaos Covington, wrestlers that he probably does not want to go with. It's just bad ma logistically matchup. It's one of his, uh, you know, not a Holland doesn't have a lot of weak points, but it's probably maybe his weakest part of the fight game. So the championship fight or the championship belt is probably just out of hand, and that's fine. Like, there's so many guys in this industry that you don't need the belt. And this is what I'm getting with Kevin Holland. I think when Michael Bisping talks about money, I think that's the – sometimes champions don't make as much money as a Nate Diaz, as a Conor McGregor. Even the, the newer guy who's been a big uh, money fight guy, how about like a Michael Chandler? Poirier's not in a title fight. He's making humongous money. These guys, to me, now Kevin Holland is becoming one of these guys. He's 23-9. and nine. He's lost his last two. Who cares? He is must-see TV. Kevin Holland can main event any fight night card on this planet next year, 2023 and above. And just tell me if the right matchup, the right build. Uh, I'm going to throw out something here. 
you know, I know kind of they have a little bit of beef and, you know, if they ever kind of meet. How about if Jorge Gamebrand Masvidal and Kevin Holland, they got the BMF belt and they kind of see them, each other in, in, in passing and they don't get along and that kind of buckles. We just saw Masvidal main event of pay-per-view against Colby Covington. Tell me that Kevin Holland, to me, Kevin Holland's a bigger star, a bigger name right now than Colby Covington. Maybe not a better fighter, but star-wise, Kevin Holland is humongous. He just main evented Amway. I was there alive. There wasn't a seat to be sat in. It was sold out. So I think Kevin Holland is a star. I think Kevin Holland's a moneymaker. He, he does, and I know he needs, to, every fighter wants to win. I get that, but he doesn't need to win. And over the last three, four years, look up Masvidal's, Conor McGregor's, and Nate Diaz's record. And like I said, you can start throwing Michael Chandler in there as well. These guys are just huge. They're must-see. They're money fights. So I totally disagree with Michael Bisping. He, he, it was a fight. To me, it was one of the best fights I ever seen. It was probably one of the best fights I ever seen live. Kevin Holland's a star. I bet you his next fight's a money fight. I bet you his next fight's a big fight. And you ready for this one? Sounds crazy. I bet you maybe Kevin Holland's next fight is bigger than Steven Wonder Boy Thompson's. So there you go. I think Kevin Holland is a star, was a star, and will be a star. Hopefully he does fight again in the UFC, and hopefully we'll see it soon. There you go. There's my take on Kevin Holland and uh, Michael Bisping having that high fight IQ. Talk to you guys soon. Another take from UFC Orlando. All right. Crowd was electric. Amway Center brought it. And they brought it for your boy, Tai Tuavasa. Uh, Tai Tuavasa is maybe the star of the night. Uh, Crowd-wise, in crowd reaction. I was there at the Wayne's as well. The biggest pop of the night over, uh, you know, even Orlando owns Philly Row over the main event of Thompson or Holland. Tai Tuavasa got that. Crowd uh, fight night. Tai Tuavasa came out. Uh, crowd went unglued. Then he fought Sergei Pavlovich. Sergei. Let's just call him Drago, right? Remember Rocky IV, one of the greatest villains in all of the history of sports and movies, Drago. The guy is 17-1. and one. He dominated Tai Tuivasa, TKOs him within, you know, a minute of the very first round, and just looked incredible. Looked championship caliber. Looked un-freaking-stoppable. Like I said, 17-1, and 5-0 oh in his last five in the UFC. All five first-round finishes. All five first-round finishes. That's what Dana White loves. He talks about it all the time on the Contender Series. He wants to see stoppages, finishes. He wants to see the fight over. That's what the crowd loves. Even as much as they were into Taitu Vasa, and as much as they booed Sergey, they popped when we saw the knockout. Sergey is a problem. And what my take on what Sergey Pavlovich should do next is nothing. This man should sit. This man should be on ice. This man should be ready for March. He should be on that door knocking. I know they're saying it's going to be Jones and Nagano and Blades as the backup. Guys, I've been hearing about Jones and Nagano for 18 months. Sergey's in the mix. He is right there. I think, I know Gone is right there and Tom too, um, Aspinall's going to be coming back sooner or later. I really think with that finish, he's above him. I really think what they should do and what they probably will do if Jones fights. We haven't seen that in a long time. If Francis comes back healthy, we don't know. Two question marks. They should put Sergey and Curtis on the very same card. Very, very cool. Make that the co-main event. You got two uh, high-level caliber heavyweight fights. 
And of course, Sergey Curtis, the winner, will, will be the number one contender for the championship. But just in case Jones doesn't fight, and just in case Francis is still not 100% ready, and he's like, guys, I can't do it. I just think there's a lot of moving parts. I can even see they can make Sergey versus Curtis the interim UFC heavyweight championship. You just never know. Sergey, he should not fight anyone below him. This man's a monster. He is a finisher. This man is a problem. And this man's next fight should be for the UFC heavyweight championship, for the UFC interim UFC heavyweight championship, or at least the number one contendership. There's my thoughts on Sergey Pavlovich from UFC Orlando. Guys, see the top left corner? Go to my guys at the MMA Shark. Go to the MMAshark.com using the code BANANAS50. Get $50 off. I know there's a couple events left this year. There's a Bellator. There's an end-of-the-year show. Definitely get with my guy, Paul, with the MMA Shark.